Welcome to E to the Power of Three, a podcast of Bridging the Gap, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Kristen, and today we're honored to hear from pastors and church planters, Jeff and Christy Kerr, as they have a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this encouragement episode, they will be discussing the importance of being grateful in every season and how this perspective can be possible in Christ. You'll love hearing their personal stories and biblical encouragement on the powerful topic of thankfulness. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Bridging the Gaps E to the Power of Three. I'm the Kelsey Bloom, and I am joined with two people today, which is rare. We don't always get two people, um, but uh, Jeff and Christy Kerr are joining me today, and we are talking about gratitude and thankfulness, which is something that has been a little bit absent, you know, in the, sure, yeah. in the yes. we've noticed. <laughs> so this is a really important topic. And I think that just from, you know, our conversations beforehand and prepping for this is going to be very fruitful. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that you guys are here. So welcome. Yes. Well, thank you. Thanks we have gratitude us. for being here today. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. So when we were emailing, I said, thankfulness and I think I said like gratefulness and after I sent the email I sat for a solid five minutes is gratefulness a word is, like is I word? literally I'm grateful. I had to check on how to spell it like the great g-r-a-t versus e-a-t yeah. a few times I'm like I can never get that one right that's true I, I really was like all of a sudden panicking I'm like did I just totally like make up a word which is totally what we should talk about today on the podcast how do you spell words? How do you spell words? Sometimes it's hard. Autocorrect. That's bad guest for me. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So I am just, again, excited to have you guys here today. So why don't you just introduce yourselves a little bit, share who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So um, we are Jeff and Christy Kerr. We are pastors of a church in Farmington, Minnesota. Homestead Community Church is a church that we planted six years ago. So um, we love our little church out mm-hmm. in Farmington. We have a great group of people there. We've been married 24 years. Is that right? Almost. <laughs> 24 in December. Yes, that's right. Okay, there we go. Uh, we have four kids mm-hmm. and um, we just love, you know, we love the Lord. We love our community and we're excited to kind of talk about this. Oh, we have a podcast too. You want to talk about yeah. our podcast? Sure. We started a podcast uh, just the start of this year. I'm not sure what led us to that. I'm just thinking it would be a fun hobby for us to do together, but also recognizing that I love this medium of podcast because I think the art of conversation is being lost Mm. in our world, or certainly a conversation where we just try to dive into some topics and not reduce it to either a debate or a soundbite or a quick Mm. news clip or something like that. So Mm. I've always loved listening to podcasts because you can just, it's, it's a longer form conversation where you really get to know somebody, you get to know their story. And so our podcast is called A Little Perspective, (laughs) a name that Christy came up with, which is, is growing on me slowly. <laughs> um, but what it's we... It's genius, it's, Kurt. It's our... <laughs> Come on. Our involvement in the community and in the church world, we just recognize there are a lot of things we would love to just sit down and talk about, especially in the church world. Um, for example, we just did one where we just talked about the Holy Spirit and baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking mm-hmm. in tongues. And there's a lot of people who... They hear Pentecostal church or assemblies of God or whatever, and they're like, I ain't going to that because they have this like made up, like that's where the crazy Christians yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> and so we said, we just had a really interesting conversation of just diving into that. Here's here's why we believe what we believe and here's mm-hmm. why we do what we do. Just different conversations. We're able to dive into things and, ha- and bring some, 
um, some perspective, some, uh, I don't know what the word would be, just well, some I conversation. Think we went the middle, the middle ground, right? There's, mm -hmm. there's so much polarizing on either side. And I mm -hmm. think both of us thought there are a lot of people like us that it's not super extreme. It's like, yeah, I get that, but I also see that side or I believe that, but I also wonder about this. And so I think that we we know a lot of people who are like, I'm just so hungry for that middle ground conversation. Yeah, just diving into the weeds a little have, bit. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be so polarizing that we can all say, well, I I believe that, but I also believe this, that mm -hmm. both and. And so Yeah, we're not looking to come up with a consensus or a decision or here's right. what's absolutely right. It's like here's a topic that a lot of people disagree on and let's dive into it and talk about it. So that was kind of the motivation behind it. We've been, I think we've done 10 episodes. It's, we try to find time during the week to record a podcast. And as you know, McKelty, it's mm -hmm. not always easiest to carve out that time. Well, and when you're yeah. married, you have to find a time where you're not fighting. We're yeah. mad at each other. <laughs> right. Nobody like, we'll be all ready to go today. Like, we do we'll not look at need each to other be public Should we record tonight? a podcast today? today? No, we're not feeling no. it today. <laughs> I feel like that's no good. I think that might be a bad podcast. <laughs> it could so. be an entertaining one, It could though. be, right. It might be our last. <laughs> that might be but. our last podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I love that. And where can people find that podcast? On any, uh, where you get all your podcasts, iHeartRadio, okay. Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. Spotify, whatever the kids are listening to these days. <laughs> yes. So it's on all, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. A little perspective. Mm -hmm. Love it. And you guys have been, you said, in ministry. Mm -hmm. What how, what got you started into ministry? Is this something like one of you wanted to do and the other came along? Did you both have a heart for it? What does that look like? We met at North Central University back in the... 20th century, back in the, <laughs> before the millennium. Um, and uh, we were both studying music. So at that mm. point, we both knew music was something we wanted to do. I was pretty sure I would, I would go into ministry with worship leading music okay. pastor. Yeah. Um, and then we both have such a love for the local church, grew up in church, heavily involved. Both of our parents served as pastors, and my parents are now missionaries overseas. And so the idea of going into ministry was always something that was in the back of my mind. We might talk a little bit more about that later. Mm -hmm. But um, we we left North Central, graduated, and just started both being involved in churches as worship leaders. And that was primarily our role for about 15 years. Mm -hmm. And then there was a big season of transition that God was preparing us to, to pastor and plant a church. And that was, a, that was an interesting stretching season. Mm -hmm. But it's always been something that has been in, in my mind that we would be involved in ministry of some sort. Yeah. And I think it's been interesting because I think a lot of people think well, I want to go into ministry and there's one idea and that it will always be that. I mean, mm -hmm. our experience mm -hmm. has been that it has really grown and evolved and changed. You know, we studied music in college and then it really kind of evolved. We were very, you know, we were music pastors. And then it kind of evolved for me personally. I started, um, when once we had our first daughter, I started um, a Bible study for moms mm -hmm. and started and discovered I love teaching. And then... So I would teach other people's content. Then I discovered I loved writing content. Mm -hmm. And so um, as as we've gone on in ministry, things have grown and evolved. And Jeff has a similar experience because now, you know, 25 years into our ministry, we have had a lot of different changes. And now we are senior pastors, lead pastors at yeah. a church. Um, so I think it's good for people to know when God calls you, I think he calls all of you. He calls all of the pieces of who you are, the pieces that are dormant right now, the pieces that will rise to the surface. And in different seasons of life, different things have kind of rose to the surface. Um, other things have kind of taken a backseat. But if you are, um, it's like the, the parable of the talents when um, 
you know, in scripture when it says that the one that used them was given more. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we look at that and we think, well, I'm using my talents, but now like I want to do something else. Is that going to go away? Should I do that? And in that story, it's addition to like, it's not, okay, now you, now because you were a faithful servant, we're going to take away all those past talents and we're going to now give you a set of new talents. Mm -hmm. It's addition. And so for us, there's been so much joy in seeing like we still do music and we still do creative right. stuff and we also now teach and write and yeah. all those kind of things that the Lord, I think, as we have been faithful, has just continued to add to those things. And um, so I just would encourage anybody, you know, if you feel like the Lord is putting a ministry call on your heart, you don't have to figure out every detail of what that's going to mm-hmm. look like. And he's not going to give you the whole the whole story right away. It's we would love that, of, wouldn't we? Right. It's a step at a time. And mm-hmm. we had, you know, planting a church... Um, pastoring a church, that would have been, I would have never thought I was a, a church planter, but mm-hmm. it was just something how God had ordered our steps over those years. And we look back and saw, well, that season where we were wondering, God, where are you? What are you doing? We're in between churches. And and uh, have you forgotten about us? Mm-hmm. It was all a preparation for what mm-hmm. he had for us next. Way easier yeah. to see in hindsight, of course. Right. Um, but it was uh, definitely a season where we, we recognized God was preparing for what was next. As Christy said, just opening different doors of ministry that we wouldn't have thought were... Yeah. around the corner previously. Right. No, that's so good. And let's dive into it. I would love to just like set the stage. What is, you know, thankfulness? What mm-hmm. does gratitude, what does all of that mean? And then how have you seen that in your church journey? Mm-hmm. I think for me, you know, a spirit of gratitude is just never forgetting. Um, never forgetting what the Lord has done. And mm-hmm. and you have to really peel it all the way back, not just because I think a lot of times we are like, well, I'm grateful for my kids and I'm grateful for mm-hmm. my family. And those things are all very real and true. But you have to peel it all the way back and start with, I'm so thankful that I'm a sinner saved by grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if we, f- I think we forget that a lot of times. Yeah. We forget to peel it all the way back. And then when circumstances are hard or something is, you know, in a difficult season, it can be like, well, Lord, you're not like, you're not it fulfilling mm-hmm. your end of the bargain. And mm-hmm. so I think how you keep a spirit of gratitude is that you're always peeling it back and saying, I don't deserve anything. Mm-hmm. I, by the grace of God, have been mm-hmm. f- forgiven and redeemed. Um, I I have a very real sense of my need for a savior, mm-hmm. um, which is something I had to grow into because, you know, I was a church girl and I was a good girl. And I think a lot of times it was like, I do a good job. Mm-hmm. I'm really a good person. And yet I just had to really grasp that understanding that I really, without the grace of God, couldn't yeah. even get through a day. Yeah. And so having that perspective, I think, is really important. Yeah. We've actually both used this story from the book of Isaiah. I was thinking about it this morning and thinking about what we were going to talk about because Isaiah's commission, um, it says, you know, in the year King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord. Isaiah has this vision of God on the throne surrounded by the angels and they're singing, holy is the Lord God Almighty. He's getting a glimpse of the holiness mm-hmm. and the glory of God. And Isaiah's response when he comes out of that is like, I'm whoa, like I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a goner. I'm unclean. <laughs> I, am undone, yeah. I am undone. I don't deserve anything because mm-hmm. I thought I was kind of a big deal. I've just seen like God mm-hmm. in his glory. And so then, and then from there, you know, they come bring the coal and cleanse his lip. It's like that's that moment of purification. And then it's right after that is so telling that it's like God is saying, who's going to go for me? Who will go? Well, of course, Isaiah in that moment is like, put me in. Like mm-hmm. I've seen your glory. I've seen how sinful I am. 
and just the fact that you would use me, I'll, I'll do whatever. So we see that Isaiah had many ministry callings that were difficult. His whole role was like telling people judgment is coming and the mm-hmm. bad things on the her- that's he not was a, not a good news kind of prophet. right that's not he a was, fun job like no. here's your job Isaiah but because he had what Christie's talking about that foundational of I've seen the holiness of God mm-hmm. and how unworthy I am what am I going to complain about a bad ministry assignment no like this is mm-hmm. like when we have that perspective of who when we have a glimpse of who God is mm-hmm what he has done for us, how gracious he has been to us. So that, I, like Christy said, that's the foundational thing of let's let's have that. That's unshakable reason for gratitude, gratefulness, yeah. however you spell it, <laughs> Great. and thankfulness of, yes. And then from there, it's it really is a perspective. It's a learned discipline I found. I've gone through seasons where my initial response to things was negative and just like, mm-hmm. oh, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Oh, why are they being like that? And Man, that affects you after a while where it's a learned habit of just being negative. Yeah. And then I'm like, that that just sours everything. Mm-hmm. That affects you. It affects people around you. Christy would say, yeah, there was definitely seasons where she knew that I was kind of being the more negative type. And so I think gratitude, thankfulness is also just an intentional learned, like I'm going to whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, we're going to think on these things. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to focus on some of the good things not just out of a remembering all that God's done, but also as a way for us to thrive and flourish and grow. Like gratitude is just something that's going to feed your soul and mm-hmm. I think bring you, you know, obviously be more like the heart of Christ as you're walking through your daily routine, whatever you're going through. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you have that be a part of your daily routine? Like actively in your home every day trying to exhibit thankfulness and have that in the front of your mind? Because that's like easier said than done, right? Yeah. What does that practically look like? Right. I mean, it's all, there's always going to be, we do it as parents with our kids. There's always going to be mm-hmm. reasons for our kids to be like, oh, so this isn't going right. And this isn't going well. So it's almost like, well, what, you know, what else is going on? What are the, we do a high, high, low at dinner mm-hmm. time. Like what's mm-hmm. the good thing and what's the bad thing or what's the hardest thing and what's the best thing. So at, le- at least making sure there's a balance of, let's just not talk about all the bad things. What's going on? That's good. What mm-hmm. was a good thing for today? Mm-hmm. I, my kids, I drive them crazy because their initial learned response with how, how are you doing today? They always just respond, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> and I, so I, so I started instituting a and something else. So now, <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm tired. Tired and? What else are you other than tired? Uh, yeah. And so they'll think of something. They roll we have their teenagers, eyes. by the way. We're just going <laughs> to They roll their eyes at put me. Put that in there. They, I mean, in marriage, there's always room in any marriage for, I could. we could focus on the negative mm-hmm. or we could focus on what we are blessed with, how we are blessed, how thankful we are for what we do have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an intentional thing. Either focus on what you wish was the case or things that you have been given that you're grateful for. Yeah. And I think for me, I just, my, I'm really, really, really purposeful and diligent about my morning time with the Lord. Mm. And I know that, you know, it's not a perfect thing. There are certainly days when it doesn't happen, but I have just learned for me, that is such a regrounding, recentering place for me. You know, sometimes you wake up in the morning and you're already thinking about all the things and all yeah. the obstacles and all the things. And I have just found that time with the Lord where I can just focus in on his word, read something, get his perspective. I'm always amazed at what that does for my own heart. And then um, I've always kept a journal. Um, And my journal isn't like, 
hey, today I we did Dear the diary. Dear diary. Yes, that's yes. exactly it. My husband is such a pain. <laughs> what a pain. <laughs> it's nothing like that, but it's the things that the Lord is speaking to me. It's mm-hmm. the things that the Lord is talking to me. And, and this last year, I kind of added to that. I had never really kept a prayer journal before. But I started writing down the things that I was praying for specifically, the things mm-hmm. I was praying for our kids, the things I was praying for our marriage, for our church, for our church family and the people there, for my job. And um, then, you know, when the Lord spoke something to me about those things, maybe I felt like he gave me a scripture verse or a word, I could go back in and kind of write it and mm-hmm. and then go back and look at yeah. where those answers came. And I think that that's really important is remembering the faithfulness of God, mm-hmm. being purposeful, remembering that, you know, everything we have comes from him. So I think that's probably one of my daily practices that kind of helps me. And then I'm also just kind of a naturally positive person. So my kids also get annoyed with me because they'll be like, oh, this person said this, 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 and I'll go, well, they probably we're just having a bad day and they're probably this and our youngest daughter goes mom not everybody's so great all the time (laughs) okay maybe I just step back a little bit and like yeah some people are awful sometimes but I do try and always see and I was just reading a book about this to always try and look through people's external bad behavior and see the pain behind it Mm -hmm. and I think that has helped me to be like okay, you know what? They, maybe they are just having a bad day. Maybe mm-hmm. there is some stuff going there. Maybe there are things that have happened that have caused them to be that way. And I think um, I have just, I just like to choose to see the best and mm-hmm. to, to try and remember that. And I think that that does cultivate gratefulness mm-hmm. in a way of just, again, it's that common ground of we all are just trying our best and uh, without the grace of God, I'd probably be a jerk too. <laughs> but I think right there is you're modeling that to your kids. And mm-hmm. even in the moment, if they get annoyed with it, mm-hmm. they're probably going to have that in the back of their mind. The yeah. next time someone's crabby with them, like yeah. maybe they're just having a bad day. Right. And they're like, where right. did that come from? It's mom, you know, <laughs> it's who mom. Right. that. And so much of it is just trying to us learn and teach our kids that it is a, a mental decision, a discipline of what are you going to focus on? Mm-hmm. Fix your eyes on, you know, what are you fixing your eyes on? We can assume the worst. We can assume the best. So if anything... For anyone listening or teaching our kids, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of things that you can decide to have an outlook. Like your your outlook is decided a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's things that happen, but yeah, there's a lot of times where it's just how we choose to where we choose to fix our minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm very curious to hear about your church journey. You know, yeah. we were just chatting a little bit, and so I'm mm-hmm. just getting a little glimpse that it sounds like it's been a journey, you mm-hmm. know, the word perfectly. So I would love if you could just walk me through that. What has that looked like? How have you seen the Lord's, you know, pouring into you and having thankfulness in all of that? Well, I mean, I we we just moved into our building about a year ago, and so I'm going to tell you this part, and then I'll backtrack. I still can't really stand inside of our building without wanting to cry mm-hmm. because of I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for what the Lord has done in our church body, um, giving us this this pe- these people who we just adore and this building. So Jeff and I felt probably uh, seven, eight, nine years ago that the Lord kind of said to us that there was a new season on the horizon for us. We had been worship pastors for a lot of years. And the Lord just kind of began to stir in our hearts that there was a new season coming. And so we'd been praying about it. And um, eventually we felt like the Lord says, okay, it's time to take the step of faith. And so we thought, okay, well, what are we going to do? And really the Lord didn't give us any very clear instructions <laughs> other than it's time. And so Jeff quit his job. I'll never forget. 2011, so yeah. 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. And he was done in January. And we thought, okay, by February we'll know. 
by <laughs> March we'll know, by <laughs> April we'll know. Mm-hmm. And that actually took us into almost a four-year season wow. where we were in between. We were kind of in that land in between. We didn't really know what was coming. We just knew that God had said to go. And so that was a season where we learned what it was to walk by faith. Mm-hmm. You know, before we, you know, we were people of faith, but when you don't have any choice, when you don't have that steady income coming in, um, you learn right away um, what it means to really rely on mm-hmm. God for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we entered a season um, where we were just kind of helping out other churches. We were just doing a lot of kind of random things. And then the Lord really began to stir our hearts uh, about our community. We've lived in Farmington for 18 years now. So we'd lived there for several years while we were still on staff at that previous church mm-hmm. and just felt like a strong connection there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our kids had grown up in Farmington schools and were playing sports there. And so um, as we were kind of praying about it, we thought, you know, we really love this community and it's been growing really fast. And so we decided to plant a church and there was a building in the corner of downtown Farmington called the Exchange Bank Building. It was built in 1880. And probably 15 years ago, I started going and laying my hands on this building because it was just, I don't know, I just had this gut feeling Mm -hmm. that this was something unique that God could use. And so when we started the church, we immediately started, because it was vacant, started reaching out to the owner, trying to find out a way to purchase it. Mm -hmm. And... He was just kind of an eclectic guy, and it needed a lot of work, and we didn't ha- really have any money. We just mm-hmm. started, and so a, a lo- another Methodist church in town was letting us use their building to start meeting. Um, and so we began this journey of trying to get this building, and it felt like every door would just slam in our face. We'd get like five steps down the road, and then another door would slam, and we'd have a contract mm-hmm. for deed on the building, and then that would close off. And then we'd kind of step away from it, and um, it was just one of those things that just felt like... I don't know, Lord, did I hear you wrong? Mm. I mean, did we miss you? Both of us were just like, I don't know, maybe this maybe this just is the wrong thing. Maybe this is a closed door. Um, and then probably three years ago, in the, a random... Just out of the blue. Middle of the week. After all this negotiating with the owner, finally he just called and he uh, he had stopped returning our phone calls and emails and finally he just called one December and just said, so what do we got to do to hmm. sell you this building? And, I said, well, return my phone calls would be a good place to start. <laughs> a good, a good place, place to start. To start. <laughs> but then it just, it felt like it, you know, just like that, it just mm. happened quickly. So all of those those years, you know, four or five years in before that where we felt like, God, why aren't you doing this for us? And boy, this would be so much better if we could use this. And when it finally started, the door started opening, well, we uh, were in a position as a church where we could raise money from the congregation and we were able to buy the building outright. Mm-hmm. We still needed a loan to do all the construction because there was a, a lengthy construction sure. process. But just the position we were in individually and as a church, we were in a way better spot mm. to be able to utilize the building to renovate it um, just financially and then the size of our congregation and just the involvement of the the church people in helping finish the building and then also just that we've had that many more years pastoring our community where we've seen a, a really you know quite a few new people start joining the church since we opened it so all that to say we are we're so grateful that we're in it but we're grateful that we look back and just say 
Yeah, all those times where what Christy mentioned, the door felt like it was slamming in our face or things were falling apart. Well, God was in in that. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, we we always could look back and see every step we were under the the watchful care of mm-hmm. our heavenly Father. And for that, I just look back and like, boy, I'm so grateful for all the times He didn't give me what I was wanting in the mm-hmm. moment because He had something a better timing or a better result mm-hmm. in yeah. mind. So that's a that's a huge source of our gratitude just in in the journey. Um, yeah, and now we're in this beautiful building. It's right in the heart of our city. It's. Um, on the historical register, it's mm. you know it's this gorgeous facility, and the cool part about it is it really doesn't look like a church. I mean, it's an old historic building, but it has a huge ballroom, and so we've been able. And it's it's what we always saw in our head, you know, when we would dream about having this building in the last. You know, we've been able to host community events. We just hosted uh, the special needs prom for our high school. I saw that. Yeah, oh. and we just did. Um, like we'll have 90th birthday parties for residents. We have had, you know, banquets for swim teams. And so it's just a really cool, oh, and Jeff's Zumba parties. Jeff likes to do Zumba up there in the building. Ooh. <laughs> I'm grateful that you shared that with everybody right now, Christy. I feel like that should be said. It's just been fun to see, you know, we love throwing parties and having yeah. involvement in our community. And I just think strategically, there's a lot of people that aren't going to come to a church building for a church service. They've just, for whatever reason, they're just, I don't, I'm not going to church, no, yep. but they'll come to a, a dance party or an mm-hmm. open or a, mm-hmm. a wedding or another birthday party or whatever you're using it for. So just the fact that we're able to open the doors and get people connected in some small way to our church mm-hmm. um, has just been really, really fun to see God use that, that building as a tool for ministry and, and ultimately for his glory that we're seeing yeah. people come to know him through that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really been fun. It is cool. And there's a lot of weeks or when we're in the middle of an event that Jeff and I will catch each other's eye kind of in the thick of it. Like, can you believe this? Is, mm-hmm. Can you right. believe we're in here? Yeah. Can you believe after all that time and all that waiting? So I think there's just that underlying. And that's, that's you know, not to segue, but that's kind of another piece of how you keep a spirit of gratitude. I think, you know, we've gone through stuff in our marriage. We've gone through stuff with our kids. We've gone through seasons that are hard. And I think all of those things, you always kind of have that, your history of how the Lord has come through. Mm -hmm. And when you kind of, you remember those things and it's like, oh yeah, okay. God has been really good to us. Mm -hmm. God has been very faithful to us in so many seasons. So whether we're in our building and we look at each other like, oh, remember, like God promised us this and he came through or whether it's something with our our family, you know, that that remembering is so important. I, one of my favorite stories in the book of Joshua is as the Israelites are in the promised land and they're conquering different areas of the promised land, they're starting to get weary. And then Caleb, who you don't really hear about from the previous, you know, it was 40 years before when he and Joshua were the two positive report mm-hmm. spies. Well, you don't hear much about Caleb until then, 40 years later, He's and he gets up in front of everybody and is just like, I'm older than all of you, but I'll go do this myself if none of you, mm. if you're all getting tired. And his thing was, I've seen the faithfulness of God over that long of a time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that his age was causing him to slow down or to become, you know, more complacent. It was, I've got that many more years of seeing the goodness of God, what he has done, and that just caused his faith to grow. It was like a snowball effect of faith. Mm -hmm. As the longer he lived, the more he saw God come through in miraculous ways. So that's, we try to do that of just seeing, yeah, there's been ups and downs, and it's not been an easy road by any means, but we just continue to see God's faithfulness, and that just continues to be a source of our gratitude. Like, we don't deserve 
this, but yet you have been so good to us and brought us through so many difficult yeah. seasons and into this season, which we really, really treasure and enjoy that we are, we're super thankful for that. Yeah. Always that remembering piece yeah. and how you got there. Well, I'm wondering if you could provide a little bit of encouragement for some people listening, because it's really easy to be excited and have thankfulness when you're at your your miracle, right? Mm -hmm. When you're at, like, I'm at my time of testimony. But when you're in, like, the middle of it all, it's so hard. I remember I did a sermon on the story of Joseph. Mm -hmm. And I, as I was going through his story, I had people, like, raise their hands of how many of them would keep trusting God, how many of them would right. keep mm -hmm. being encouraged. Yeah. Like, so after your family throws you in a pit, anybody's still going? <laughs> after you're now in jail, anyone's right. still going? You're yeah. forgotten. Falsely you know. Accused. Yep. How, and by the yep. end of it, when we're in the end, no one had their hands up anymore. Mm -hmm. And we can get so discouraged when we're in that middle piece. Mm -hmm. But how do you keep going? So I'm just wondering if you could provide some encouragement for those people that are like, I have yet to see my testimony, like that yeah. end point, that miracle. Right. So what what do we feel in that moment? How yeah. do we continue to be thankful, even though we haven't reached that, that end point yet? I have discovered in my own spiritual life, probably in the last 10 years especially, but probably a little bit before that, the one thing that the Lord is v relentless with me on is keeping my view of Him and His character very clean. Mm. So, you know, sometimes, you know, and it, we are, we can question, like, mm -hmm. God, I don't understand this. He can take it. We can, <laughs> he can take it. But it can become very easy to allow... Um, an understanding of God's character to shift. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you're not good. Maybe you don't show up. Maybe you, you know, maybe you are vindictive. Maybe you only care about those who, you know, you have a special club and you only love yeah. those people. And so the Lord has challenged me to keep my view of his character, keep my, so it's like, let's say you have a relationship with somebody, mm -hmm. you have a view of this person and you, you, you can start to kind of be, veer your perception of them to one side or another. Like, oh, yeah. you know, even in marriage, sometimes mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, you're, you're always this or you're always that. <laughs> and I think sometimes in those hardships, those hard years, we can start to let this resentment towards God start to grow and you you aren't doing this and you're not showing up. And, and it is incredibly important that you address those things with the truth of God's word and the mm. truth of who his character is. So being very diligent about saying, what do I know to be true about you? I know that you're perfect. I know that you cannot fail me. Mm. I know that you are good and you cannot harm me. Mm -hmm. You cannot. Mm -hmm. I know that your timing when you make me wait is because everything is for my highest good. And so refining your view of God to be very clean about his character, I think mm -hmm. is really important so that when you're in the midst of something, and it can be like, God, I don't understand this. Yeah. Yeah. However, here's what I know to be true. Mm -hmm. I know that I will see the goodness of God in my life. I know that you are working all these pieces out for good. It might take a while. I might not understand it. I might actually really hate where I am at right now. Mm -hmm. Yet I know that he who has promised is faithful. You have promised. You've promised to always care for me. You've promised to walk beside me. You've promised me in the midst of every storm that I will never go through it alone. Mm -hmm. You have promised to always hear my cry. You have promised that you are always working on my behalf. And so I think that that is a key factor 
Because sometimes those seasons go on for a long time, and it can be very right. discouraging. Right. Yeah. And if your faith, see, the enemy goes after our faith. He really does. Mm-hmm. He wants us to doubt that God is who he says he is. Yeah. And discouragement can strip away our faith. And without faith, it's really hard to endure those things. But if you will cultivate your faith in those seasons and like, I know this is who God is, you know, I know that that's his character. That is kind of, it helps you endure, I think, during those seasons. At right. least for me, that is a really important piece. Right. I, I mean, big picture wise, I always look at it, well, yeah, sometimes there are seasons where we recognize this world is broken. It's mm-hmm. not our home. It is difficult. And so you can you can strip it all back to, I know I'm not here forever. God is going to make all things right. I I lean on that. That is That cannot be taken away from me. So that is one thing, big picture. And then in the immediate, I, you know, comparing what you were mentioned about the story of, of Joseph, I love that in the midst of the darkest days, I think he just, he really broke it down to like smaller segments of time, not looking at the big picture, like where am I going 10 years from now? But today, where am I at? What can I do today to foster, to really, it's the start of a day where he's in Potiphar's house and he would say, well, how can I honor God in what I do today? Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this, I've been stripped away of everything I thought I had and I'm in this very forgotten role. And I love the story of Joseph because he just, God flourished him because he was faithful in every season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Potiphar's house, he just said, okay, I'm going to do what I can with what I have today. Mm-hmm. And God blessed that. I'm in prison. I'm going to do what I can with what I have. And God blessed that. And it continued, and he continued to take hits after hits and just <laughs> like, wow, why would I keep doing this? But it was a, how can I honor God today? And it's almost like a, a, if you take it a day at a time, you'd say, do I have what I need to be, to be thankful today? Yes, God has provided for today. Well then, that's that's what we need. That's what we need to go on. Yeah. He's he's with me today. We don't need to worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough worry about itself. Just he's provided for what you need today. He's with you today. You can flourish and honor him with what you do today. Mm-hmm. And I think in times of really difficult seasons, there's been times where I've really just had to take it in really small segments of how can I get through today and yeah. be thankful with what I have and honor him today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell me about this idea that you have of like these five big God moments. Talk to me well, about that what that is. That was something that I mentioned because you were mentioning that. And I and I think back to this that and not we don't got the time for me to give my whole life story because <laughs> people aren't that interested. Um, you're real. You're old. So too. but I recognize God's leading. If I look back at at moments where God, I know for sure God was speaking and it really kind of drastically changed the the trajectory trajectory mm. of my life. I think there's five kind of big moments, and I I mean I'll just give them to you real quick. That I was a 17 year old pastor's kid when I finally got water baptized, so that felt a little late, um, but it was one of those things. I'm standing in the baptismal tank, and it was a very clear God moment. Like, are you going to live your parents' faith, or are you going to own this yourself? Like, it's mm-hmm. time to decide. And that was really a call to ministry for me. That was really felt like God was saying, okay, this is what I have for you to do. Soon after that, it was, a couple years after that, it was hearing about North Central University, North Central Bible College in Minneapolis. I lived in Western Canada at the time. I didn't know anybody in the United States. And just heard about North Central University, and as clear as I can remember, God in that car saying, that's where you're supposed to go. Well, obviously, that's where I met Christy. Mm-hmm. We have four kids, ministry, churches. You know, obviously, that moment was a huge. Think of how my life would be different if that moment hadn't happened or if mm-hmm. I didn't listen. 
Um, I remember when we were about to get engaged, we had been dating for a while. There's a very clear God moment of, yes, this is the one. Mm. I'm not a believer that everyone has the one person, but I do for me, it was that moment where I just felt like a very clear, like God was saying, yep, obviously I'm glad that moment happened as well. (laughs) Um, and then (laughs) the one that she was referring to in 2009, we were on staff at a big church. It was when I was getting ordained. I was a licensed minister before that. And then I was going through the ordination process. And part of that is they lay hands on you and pray for you. And I was again, another clear, like there's a new season of ministry. And that was the beginning of that transition from our, our church job, music ministry into ultimately where I believe we are now planting this Mm -hmm, church. mm -hmm. And then the final one was um, when we were, Christy's always a lot quicker to be like, yes, this is what we're going to do. Let's go. We want this building, want this church. And I'm kind of the, oh man, I'm tired. You know what? (laughs) You're tired, but yeah. That's right. I say and the string to my kite. Yeah. That's how we describe it. But I remember in a local coffee shop in Farmington, some friends from the community had walked in and just another very clear God moment of this is your community to pastor. Mm-hmm. So those those are the clearest moments where I felt God speaking to me. And I know there's other times where he directs and mm-hmm. but those are the five big moments where I look back and say, Wow, that was those that's a pretty significant shift from pastor's kid in Calgary, Alberta, to planting a church in Farmington, Minnesota, all because God was, and it's not just me, God was ordering Christie's mm-hmm. steps at mm-hmm. that time. People who are leaders and pastors in our church now, we see how God had ordained their steps and ordered their steps and called them into ministry. And it, they all kind of combine at this little church in Farmington. And I, I think that is just so amazing how God does that. And I'm honored that he would choose us to be a part of his story in this little in this little way. We have other people who are licensed ministers who know they're called into ministry, and they say, we just feel like God has called us to Homestead Church for this season. And we're like, that's awesome. Let's get together and see what God's up to, because we know, I know that those those five big moments aren't the last. I hope yeah. not. Yeah. I just know that as all of us have those moments where we're open to God to say, Hey, I got a I got a big change coming up and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I'm super grateful for those opportunities. I just uh, I'm glad I don't have to kind of figure it out on my own. I'm glad that there is I'm I I like new challenges. I was ready to move. I I loved moving to the USA and starting something totally new. Like there's just something adventurous mm-hmm. about that. So I love that God is like on the move, ordering steps, putting yeah. people where he needs them yeah. for his glory. So that was, when I mentioned that to you when we were talking before this podcast about that, that was, that's all, I just remember five kind of key moments that God yeah. really kind of changed the direction of, of my life. Right. And to go back to what Christy was talking about too, it's those moments that you have to hold on to yeah. when you're right. discouraged. Those are your promises. Yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I may not feel his presence very strong right now, but I still know he's with me because look at all he's right. done. Mm-hmm. Look what I get to be thankful for. So the last, so when I had that ordination big moment, there was about a year and a half that I was still on staff at the church and I talked to the pastor and we handled it great because I just kept saying, I think that God's calling us to something else at some point. And that last year and a half, there were some bumps in the road just with our job and stresses and different things going on. And there was times even after that when we resigned where we're like without a steady job and trying to figure out how we're going to provide for our kids. So much room for doubt in those moments. But for us to say, 
foundationally, we know that God spoke to us. Mm -hmm. Like we went, like you said, we remembered, we went back to that, we wrote it down. I think that's important what Christy was saying, write down some of these promises so that when you're a year down the road and you're like, man, did I make the wrong decision? We can go back and we say, no, I know I heard from the Lord. Mm -hmm. I know he said we were supposed to to take this step out. I know that he is going to be faithful because he has been. And so that can be such an anchor in those moments where you're thinking, Mm -hmm. I think I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think too, something we haven't mentioned yet is finding people in your life that can be your anchor and then show you what gratitude is in the right. moments you can't yeah. mm-hmm. because we can be bogged down. It's it's normal to be discouraged. It's it's human right. nature. Right. But make sure you are putting people in your life, whether it's friends or mentors or church community, yeah. that can completely remind you of God's faithfulness mm-hmm. and where you've been in those moments where you just feel like you can't. Mm-hmm. Man, church community, we have sensed it, especially over the last year where there was a lot of church, I mean, the COVID shut down and everything else. And And uh, once we were able to start gathering together as a community, just seeing how important that was, Mm -hmm. just to be around the the fellowship of other believers and to spur one another on and um, not to get, you know, not to get political about what was essential and what was, you know, but we really looked at it. Churches were just essential from people needed that we're a part of a community. Mm -hmm. Isolation can be such a killer. Well, and, that's the devil's like favorite thing in the world right, is to make you, you feel own. alone. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when we saw people able to come together with other like-minded believers and lift up the Lord in praise together in a room together, I'm big on being in the room together mm-hmm. um, for all of these reasons. And so we just saw that, boy, that just lifts your lifts your spirit when you're allowed when you're around other people who say, "No, I was I was there when I was I was praying with you guys during yeah. this. Remember what yeah. God said. We just yeah. we need reminding often." Yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's what people are for, right? Find That's the right. safe, trusted people. <laughs> yes. Find the Mordecais in your life yeah. that'll tell you <laughs> what's what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, well, I mean, this was so good. I really appreciate yeah. everything that you guys have shared. And you know, as we're just kind of wrapping up here, what is just any final things that maybe we missed and you wanted to say? Any other pieces on gratitude? gratefulness, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) thankfulness, and just encouragement that people can just tangibly hold on to and walk away with. I think I would probably say God is so good. (laughs) I know that sounds really simple. All the time. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Kerr. (laughs) But I really believe it. I mean, he is, he's better than what we imagined. And, um, you know, it can life can be very discouraging. You know, we've gone through seasons where our kids were struggling. Um, we've had our kids go through health issues. We've had our kids struggle with depression. There have been dark seasons, and the thing that has kept us afloat is the fact that God is good. He is not going to fail us, mm-hmm. and so really just keeping that at the forefront that. That is the thing to be most grateful for, Mm -hmm. is he's never going to fail us. He's never going to let us down. No matter how hard things get, you can always come back to thank you, God, that you are not going to fail me. Thank you that you've promised to carry me through this storm. And so I think that's just the thing that if you can keep remembering that, that he Mm -hmm. is so good, that I think it will help cultivate gratitude Mm -hmm. in your heart. I would say it's finding little moments just in every day of just recognizing, you know, today when we're recording this, the weather's like perfect. (laughs) And I was getting a little tired of all the heat and, you know, and so a day like today, I'll be outside and and it's just a little thing like that of 
this is a this is a great day. This mm -hmm. is a reason to give thanks. We I think too often try to think of well I'll be grateful and thankful when all the circumstances are good and we kind of get very polarized with that. Either we're having a good day or a bad day. I've just I've been alive long enough to know it's a, it's a mixed bag all the time. Mm -hmm. We're in a season with our kids right now where all our kids are doing are doing great. We've walked through some really difficult seasons with our kids. I recognize there's still going to be the ups and downs. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of taking this time now with this current season, not expecting it's all going to be smooth sailing forever, but recognizing this is a great season right now mm -hmm. with our kids. So uh, that's a reason for gratitude. Thank you, Lord, for for just this season right here, just this day right here, this moment. I love finding just little moments if I'm sitting outside in the evening of just allowing everything to just be quiet and just, yeah, there is... This moment is great. Mm. This season is great. This season in our church is great. Look what we get to do. Look what I get to be a part of today. So just finding little moments like that, because it's never going to be all good or all bad. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a matter of, of finding those things that you can think about and be thankful for. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful for this conversation. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you. We are too. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. And everyone, if you are in the Farmington area or you know, in any radius of Farmington, feel free to check out the church. A lot of fun things happening. Yes. I love being on the outside of it and seeing all the great things that you guys are doing. And check out the podcast too. Yes. The, a, a little, little, little perspective. perspective. Yeah, yes. love it. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this encouragement episode of E to the Power of Three. We were honored to hear from Pastors Jeff and Christy Kerr and McKelty Bloom on the topic of thankfulness in every season. If you're in the Farmington, Minnesota area and looking for a church to call home, learn more about Homestead Community Church with Pastors Jeff and Christy by going to homesteadcommunitychurch.com. Also, follow MNBTG on social media and check out mnbtg.org to stay up to date on more from Bridging the Gap. We look forward to being with you next time on E to the Power of Three.